Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, home of the most intelligent takes. No, we're here for that dumb dumb. We're three Knicks addicts, giving you what you need: spicy opinions to tell your friends that you made up yourself. Dougie Fresh, how you doing? Yeah, it took me a whole platter of chicken parm from Gino's Trattoria to get through this shitty ass game. I ate the whole thing in about a quarter. (laughs) I don't think we're legally responsible to tell you if that was an ad or not. But Gino's, if you want to send over chicken parm for every loss, we're down. We're out here. And hey, at least we found out that Chase on Randall is not Langston Galloway. Thank goodness. (laughs) Silver lining of that game. D-Boy, how you feeling? You're off. The Knicks were over 500 for less than a week. At the very beginning of the season. I think everybody needs to pump the brakes. Still very much a losing team. You're so negative, bro. So negative. You're so negative. Um, That's definitely not a silver lining. It's more like a bronze lining or something like that of that cloud. Uh, Speaking of bronze linings, it's me, Monty, the melancholy Knicks fan. Final score, Orlando 107, New York, uh, paltry 89. Walt suit was like a muted madras, a symbol for our muted offense against the magic. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. Brutal and ugly as always when we play Orlando. Let's try to give out some trophies. The Cole Anthony, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Nick Killer Terrence Ross on his 30-point night. The Ish Smith Clyde Crush Award goes to the sizzling and scintillating performance of Dwayne Bacon who didn't miss a three on his way to 15 points in only 18 minutes. The James Dolan, this is why we can't have nice things trophy, is awarded to the Knicks offense that only scored 33 points in the second half. The Tony Yeo So Seductive Award is bestowed upon Alec Burke's back-to-back threes that persuaded Tibbs to sit RJ until two minutes left in the final period. And the sad stat of the game? The Knicks haven't won four games in a row since February of last year and couldn't pull it off tonight against a depleted Magic squad that has lost 16 of its last 20. Eye of IQ and toe of Burks, wool of Randall and Tibbs' tongue irked, Toppin's minutes and blind bullocks baked, Noel's hands and Rose's selfish play, and a charm of Vooch, Ross, and Fournier. Like a hell broth double team, take me back to the garden. Maybe we should have traded for James Harden. This day in Sad Nick's history, February 17th, 2012, New Orleans 89, New York 85. The whole tri-state area was sipping Lentinis, but the then Hornets came in to end the Linsanity Lending streak. Jeremy Lin went 8 for 18 from the field and 8 for 10 from the free throw line for 26 points. He swiped 4 steals and had 5 beautiful dimes, but coughed up the ball 9 times to end this Linderella story. Bullock got caught on a screen. Fournier drills the three and top Thibodeau wants a timeout. 
Randall has become more aggressive by this Randall. Yep. Jason Randall to Vucevic. Well, that looked like it may have been a double dribble. Chemistry. It can be the difference between a winning and losing season, especially for a team on the bubble like these Knicks. This year's team clearly has been building it, although it has come in clicky little pairs and trios rather than soaking into the team's full identity. Randall and Bullock have an unshakable bond as I swear every shot he hits is off a Julius pass. Rose and the rookies are feeding off each other, and he is definitely elevating their play. RJ's has shown flashes with Mitch, which is oh so important for our future. Tibbs has gotten these guys to buy in, more than any team we've seen for years. But this disjointed isolating of units could haunt this team's future. Will this relationship building pay off? And is this chemistry here to stay? Positives of chemistry. If we had David Fisdale as our coach right now with these same players, we'd be a train wreck. Okay. Truth. So so that's a good part of chemistry. But we look across the aisle at the magic. And they're what chemistry gets you, fighting above your weight, being 500 for eight straight years, and essentially being a blah team. A little tweak in talent can turn that chemistry of just familiarity into a really quality team. We took a bump up in quality when we got Rose, although the ball is starting to stick in his hands when he's out there, and that is really troubling to me. But the Knicks might just be a couple of little Leon Rose godfather moves away from being a real quality team. You also got to give credit to the unsung bench heroes for creating an atmosphere, especially in these fanless stadiums. And I got to give some flowers to Theo Pinson. Hell yeah. That man is the the unheralded MVP of the New York Knickerbockers. If you look at the history of Theo Pinson, he's mostly a gif on the Nets bench. But that type of energy and commitment to your teammates is what brought them Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So I am so proud to have Theo Pinson on our team as a harboringer for the future Kawhi and other superstar move that comes to the Knicks in the future. So what is the front office strategy here if this team is made up of one-year contracts and we're building all this chemistry between these guys that we all thought they were going to shop come trade deadline? And are you isolating some of your younger players in sacrifice for these incremental increases this year? Because RJ is going to be here, Quickly is going to be here, and Obi is going to be here. They haven't been dissatisfied with their role yet, but I could see it on the horizon if we don't invest in these guys for the future. The plus side of having all these veterans, in light of what you're saying, Monty, is that they are very malleable to the Tibbs identity and to the Tibbs system, and they are very high-value, low-cost players. Bullock is playing his ass off on defense. Noel has done an admirable job since Mitch has gotten injured, and even Burks, who was horrible tonight, has had some decent games. So going back to the table, renegotiating, saying, listen, fellas, we want to run it back, but you got to let us spend some money on some other people, that may not be the worst position for Leon Rose to be in. The great unknown here with Leon Rose is, is he ruthless? Mm. Is he going to pull the rug out on Julius Randle and pull off a deal that actually puts the Knicks in a position to truly build their future and collect assets? Another question on top of that is, wow, does he have the wherewithal and the cold heart to trade a fan favorite like RJ, who's suddenly not as big a part of the rotation, or even a quickly if it gets you a big enough name? 
Well, if you look at successful GMs, they have to have a bit of cold-heartedness to them. Masai Ujiri traded DeMar DeRozan, the face of their franchise. Danny Ainge is here ready to trade IT, the heart of their franchise, when it came to going on a flyer for Kyrie. So I feel like if you're going to be an elite front office, you have to be ready to kind of be a cold-hearted bastard. Well, let's hope that you're wrong, Dougie, and that he's not willing to trade away his young stock because they're the only guys who are locked in and none of them are costing us real money. And if he is willing to trade the face of our franchise, and that face is Julius Randle, if we can get a King's Ransom, how do you say no? Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blanta. What's that? You're letting people in the garden for games, but only season ticket holders? Let me try something. MSG is the class of the NBA in broadcasting. The voice of the NBA, Mike Breen, local Knicks play-by-play. The other voice of the NBA, Marv Albert, where did he start? Oh yeah, New York Knickerbocker, baby. Second string Albert, brother. Backup MSG play-by-play, Kenny Albert does NBC hockey broadcast in his spare time. The best color commentary on the national scene is a toss-up between Jeff Van Gundy, former Knicks coach, and Doris Burke, who at one point in her illustrious career was the first woman to call an NBA game on, you guessed it, Knicks radio broadcast. And the true GOAT of color commentary, Hall of Famer, NBA champion, Satorio Godfather, Walt Clyde Frazier, the most loquaciously gifted poet in the NBA calls MSG home. Bill Pito, the everyman nerd that everybody loves. Alan Hahn, the jock with a heart of gold. Wally, we like you. Rebecca Harlow's the best. Come on, MSG, give me some tickets. I just did some free promo. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, the Knicks are still only six and a half games away from last place in the entire NBA. Hey.